Hi, guys. Hey, everyone. Welcome, Welcome to, to Broadway, Broadway Vibes Only. only. Yeah. We are live from Podsbar Hall. We stole a classroom. <laughs> we did, in fact, steal a classroom for this, um, but it was worth it. We uh, both of our all of our roommates were either watching football or watching something, so we couldn't do it. It's we too loud in my house during right. football, so right. so we came to the largest academic building on campus, and that is where we are right now. And so on today's episode, we are so 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 excited for our special guests, um, Dylan and Connor, and they run the Drama Podcast. So, um, Dylan and Connor, if you want to introduce yourselves, you can go ahead. Drama. Drama. What's <laughs> up, you guys? I'm, I'm Connor. And I am Dylan. We, yeah, we co-host Drama with Connor and Dylan McDowell. And um, we just celebrated over 100 episodes. And we are a pretty casual conversation style theater and pop culture podcast that covers truly every topic under the sun. And we are just delighted to be chatting with you today about twins. one of our favorite seasons. Yeah, and we're also twins, not okay. lovers. And older. Which one's older? I am older. Just Dylan. Dylan's is. a minute yeah. older. Yeah. And just you can tell because he's the more like in charge twin. I hate when you say that because then it makes it seem like I'm like bossy. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah, Dylan's like a minute older. And actually in real life, I'm a lot more straight laced and Dylan's a lot more fun, but whenever we're on a podcast, Dylan is more straight laced and I'm an insane person. It's so, so weird. Anyway, Josh and Valerie, I'm so excited because the energy that you guys have is so infectious and fun. Like, anyway, you really are like setting the scene for such a fun time. So thanks for having us on. I'm, ex I'm so excited. That's like the that's nicest no, thing anyone's ever said so to nice. us. Yes. That is so nice. We, well, we, we love hearing yeah, that. Yeah, well, between Josh and I, we have a lot of energy. Like, sometimes we can be a lot. Much, yeah. yeah. But, like, with our podcast, we love to bring it. You know what I mean? We love to always bring our absolute most. <laughs> oh, big time. Big time. Yeah, because it's yeah. going to be live here forever, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Which is terrifying. Which is scary as hell. Eternal life vibes. I feel like I want to add vibes to everything because it's in the title right yeah no we we everything's a vibe for us no it is and like I, my favorite <laughs> word ever is bestie like I call everyone bestie so whenever we were coming up this is kind of like an inside scoop on our podcast actually yeah. but like whenever we were coming up with names for our podcast I, we, I was talking we were like talking about we're like oh my god we're such bestie vibes and I was like wait bestie vibes zone like broadway vibes only. only so and so we always yeah. address on social media our followers as besties right so like oh, I love that yeah, yeah. It's great. Okay. Well, I'm getting major college vibes tonight. Like you being in this academic mm -hmm. building, like it yes. takes me back to a time and a place. Let me tell you, just like this, also this theater season does. So also yeah. doing something at 9 p.m. certainly feels like college vibes. Because... Oh, it's so college -y. Every yeah. meeting, every meeting, every student organization meets at like 9.30 p.m. Right. right. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, okay. So before we get in actually to the spring 2008, which I'm very, very excited to talk about, let's do like a quick two minute recap. Tony's thoughts. Oh, here we go. Okay. Well, they happened. Finally, it was the strangest award cycle ever. I mean, some of these shows hadn't been on stage in like two years, some of them at minimum. So it was really crazy. And of course, famously for the first time ever, the awards portion was during the CBS, or I'm sorry, Paramount Plus, they changed the name, was on Paramount Plus for two hours. And then it was on CBS doing a Broadway's back. But overall, um, I was extremely shocked that at the play awards that Slave Play didn't win anything. 
especially because it was the most nominated play in history. Yeah. And that was drama. And it was racism. That was me, actually. A Christmas Carol stealing, like, low-key every award. (laughs) I was like, this is not what I was expecting. But also, I kind of get it. Because I think, like, it was a Matthew Warchus or whatever show, which he did a lot of really cool things. So I'm not Mm -hmm. surprised. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was thrilled to watch it again. Like watching all of people who Connor and I now call friends for the first time on screen was really exciting. And and just to cheer everyone on, everyone looked so good. And of course, I'm not sure how familiar you are with our podcast, but I am a an Aaron Tveit stan. Like yes. it, as you can see, there's a poster behind me of, from him and from That's when he did so Company funny. in Barrington. I have loved him for a thousand years and I will love him for a thousand more. And Dylan, since 2008? um yes actually maybe (laughs) Maybe a little sooner sooner, maybe 2007 but anyway so he finally got his tony i thought it was a really sincere the first two hours were very very sincere Mm -hmm. and then the next two hours felt like the typical like um cracked energy of an awards show like performance wise it was just really long but i loved every minute of it i mean it's like my bread and butter so yeah what did you guys think and then and we saw real healing on stage with Adina and Kristen. That was that yes. was coming yes. together. You know, there were battle scars on that stage. I mean, Kristen was fully, I think, having a meltdown, maybe drunk, maybe having like an emotional breakthrough, right. nervous breakdown vibes. I don't know, like something was going down, but in the best way. I mean, it was camp. It was everything. I loved <laughs> that. It was so fun. Yeah. No, it was so fun to watch. And like, I was so happy Moulin Rouge won because like from the day I saw that in like summer of 2019, I was rooting for it. And I just think like, oh, it was, so, and when Danny Burstein won, like it was so emotional. Yeah. Like I just, it felt very like everyone was super grateful and happy to be there and everyone's hearts were very warm. And that made my heart warm. Yeah. I felt like it was, it was just what we needed for right after. Like, you know, it was like the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I thought it was so perfect and yeah, I was really happy. And also it was so good to like have that entrance back into Broadway and, you know, yes. like, come see these shows, like come back to New York. And I thought it was really, really awesome. And Josh, you're going to New York this weekend. I am. I'm going to New York this weekend for, to see my uncle actually just, pro- he's a producer. He just opened oh, cool. off Broadway, Unacceptable with Neil Brennan. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Very small at the Cherry Lane Theater. Oh yeah. Probably yeah. like a 200 seat space. But um, so we're going to see that and then we're going to see Wicked too. That's so fun. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I I was gagged that Andrew Burnap won Best Leading Actor in a Play. He beat literally like Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Hiddleston, yeah. but he, he deserved it. He deserved it. And actually he's coming on our podcast this week. Well, the episode is coming out this Wednesday. We recorded it last week and we were like, we, we've been trying to book him for like a year too. We were like, we loved him in The Inheritance. And he finally said yes, he finally did it. And we, he was on the podcast last week being like, I don't think I'm going to win, but <laughs> I'm excited to be there. And we were like, I think you are. And yeah, Connor did. was really like gassing him up, but it happened. <laughs> okay, we should probably get into it. Yeah, because we'll, I don't yeah, want to like, be here until like 11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to get into the spring of 2008. Um, first, before we start going into the shows, I guess, do either of you want to talk about like why you chose this season? Yeah, absolutely. So this was the the season Connor and I were in eighth grade, which definitely dates us a little bit, but that's okay. And it was the, um, or maybe we were in seventh. No, we were in eighth. We were in eighth. And um, it was the first ever Tonys that Connor and I watched when we were when we were kids. And we were theater fans for our whole lives, but we never re- knew what the Tonys were. And so we watched it and we were just captivated by In the Heights and Patti LuPone and 
the South Pacific medley that happened and even shows like Cry Baby, things that like didn't don't really have much of a life beyond all of it. Um, it was a really exciting ceremony. And then that season just sort of lives forever in our hearts is like this, like those are like the bygone days for us for certain. So cute. That's awesome. That. Yeah, that was a great backstory. That I'm not sure great. what I was expecting, but I I love that. <laughs> so I guess just to put that in perspective in terms of, because I was doing the math in my head. So you said you were in seventh grade. I was in second grade and Val was in first grade. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think um, I think seventh grade, maybe eighth. I, I Yeah. No, because in two, 2008, I was seven or eight. Yeah, you were probably seven and I was eight. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Nuts. Oh my God. Um, such a long time ago. Also like 13. <laughs> to be on a podcast where people are sort of younger than you is shocking are y'all but... gen z <laughs> hell yeah, yeah we are <laughs> yeah. yes I, I i could i should have known i should have known <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i echo everything dylan said yeah oh no we're, we're okay so i guess let's just get right into this okay so this was a really stacked season there were a lot of shows that opened we're not going to be talking about every single one of them because there just would not be enough time um but basically we're going to cover all the major musicals um and we'll just kind of go down the list um in order of what opened so the first show of the um spring season in 2008 to open was the little mermaid um it opened on january 10th 2008 closed on August 30th, 2009, and it had 685 performances, which is like pretty solid for a Disney show, not really, but for a normal show, pretty solid. Um, Have you guys seen this show? Did you, do you have a connection to this? I've never Never seen a production of The Little Mermaid. Oh, really? My gosh. Wow. I know. Wow. I was like obsessed with Sierra Bogus, though, and I definitely got the cast album and even bought it for my friend for her birthday. And I I just loved Sherry Renee Scott as Ursula. I was like obsessed with her. I think that it was a, it was a cool choice to have it be very different than like the cartoons Ursula, you know, like Sherry did her own thing. But I actually I recently heard some tea about this. It was it was long gestating that it was going to be Emily Skinner because she'd worked with um, Disney for the On the Record tour, which was this sort of like musical review that they did that sort of launched the career of Ashley Brown, who later went on to be like a major belle and then Mary Poppins in the US. But Emily Skinner like dropped out of the tour or something like that. And so then they just severed all ties with her, despite her always having Poor Unfortunate Souls be part of her concert set and everything. And so that's why they ultimately went with Sherry Renee Scott, who I agree, Connor, it was a unique choice. Mm-hmm. I think they got a little closer to what Ursula should be when they had Faith Prince later step into the role. Mm. And I think Heidi Blickenstaff was closer, but I think, I think you want kind of like a, like a grand, you want someone who's, you know, like a, like a body woman in that role, or for that matter, a drag queen, which is what Ursula's based yeah. on. Right. And I mean, I'm looking at the cast right now, like Sierra Bogus, Sherry Renee Scott, like Norm Lewis was in this, Titus mm-hmm. Burgess, who went on to uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. And then even like now, like I'm looking Derek Baskin, who was like a much smaller part, but has now gone on to like bigger things. It's kind of yeah. crazy to, to see. And I think this was really like Sierra Bogus's breakout, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she, she was perfect, right? I mean, just yeah. I just remember her in that wig. She was Ariel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the epitome of Ariel. Um, yeah, I um, I was actually in The Little Mermaid, so none of you guys have seen it, but I was in it. I was Andrina, so I was one of the sisters, so I sang, yes. like, She's in Love, and um, the song, like, We Are the Daughters of Triton, like, that mm-hmm. one, and 
honestly, I loved it. And I was also in Cinderella in high school. So for some reason, my high school is obsessed with doing Disney shows. <laughs> and so I didn't really think it was like original, like all the jokes were the same as Cinderella. Like it was clearly the same, like creators, obviously, but it was a lot of fun. It was actually a really, really fun show to do. And um, did you do like the swimming? Like, was there like a way to insinuate underwater? Yeah, so we actually wore, wore Heelys. Not so, North Allegheny. Yeah. With your high school. Yeah. So we did Heelys <laughs> and then I, and so like literally starting in like the shows were in March and then we like, and usually for typical shows, we would start in January, but because we had to do Heelys, we had like um, choreography rehearsals starting in December because we had to teach people how to um, like walk and dance in Heelys. So like in um, under the sea, we would come out in our Heelys. Like I'd be dancing in my Heelys and like jumping around in my Heelys. It was so, so, so cool. And then like the opening number with, um, Ugh, what's the name of the oh, song? Fathom, um, no, that's oh. Fathoms Below. Fathoms Below. There's no, but this, the opening number of the second act is um, Positivity, um, shoot, with the seagulls, whatever. That's like the tapping number. And so it was so fun. So between me, like dancing in Heelys, jumping around, there were, we had people flying and under the sea. Like it was such a big production. And I didn't think I was going to love it, but I ended up like loving it. Like out of my four shows that I did in high school, my five shows that I did in high school, it was probably my favorite one because it was so much fun. So if, if there's ever a revival, if you ever have a chance for seeing Little Mermaid, like I know it might be like, oh, it's another Disney show. It's actually so much fun. And the audience has fun too. So definitely would recommend. Uh, oh, I would love to see it. I'm a Disney gay. So I, I, I respect, <laughs> I, I can't believe I've never seen it. I know it's like yeah. performed regionally all the time. So yeah. Right. And even like High Ursula, schools. like Ursula gets her, um, like the backstory and like she really kind of like gets like there's there's like many songs she will not many but probably three about like the they backstory. add a lot exactly. of songs from the movie she's in love i think is easily the best song in that whole show oh it's my god that so was good it is it is really amazing she barely sips her toe and down at the tidal pool that was my line <laughs> yes. come on <laughs> yeah no I, that song is so good i still jam out to it like in the shower it's on my playlist oh it's such a shower song whoever that little kid is he has the cutest voice yes wait what's his name we're gonna look oh my god the little child who was uh um, flounder flounder um trevor brown Braun. <laughs> What a sweetheart. He, I hope he went on to do some good things because he was so good. But no, I agree. I really love the the Ursula songs. I want the good times back. Yeah. And um, gosh, of course, poor unfortunate souls. But oh my god, so good. And I love how they did it. Like I love listening to because, like the Broadway version. I think this is one of those shows where they actually kind of took like the movie, which was a really good movie, but they like made it really, really, really good yeah. and expanded it in like a really good way. But I've only seen a high school production of it. Mm -hmm. So like, I've never seen like, I don't know. Have you, you said neither of you have seen it, I guess. So never, I know. We could go into the awards. Let's see what it won. All right. So it was nominated for two Tony awards, which I guess is, is that good for a Disney show? You know, Disney doesn't, yeah. Disney doesn't have the greatest track record of winning Tonys. Like the, technically the only actor or actress at this point to win a Tony was Heather Headley for Aida. But then later, James Monroe Iglehart won for Aladdin. So like they don't, especially with acting, they don't really. But I know that like Susan Egan was nominated for Beauty and the Beast. And I know that a bunch of, or at least um, the woman who plays, what's the character's name who sings Circle of Life and Lion King? I know that Rafiki, she was nominated. Rafiki, Rafiki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I know that like they get the nomination here or there, but I don't know. I wonder why Little Mermaid didn't take off. Didn't Jeremy Jordan get nominated for Newsies? 
He did. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he did. Oh, oh, he should have won for that. That was such a good Let's show. Let's talk about a guy that I'm in love with. <laughs> that's your man. That's that's my man's. Yeah. <laughs> that is so. Um, what what did what did it get? Little Mermaid get nominated for? So it was nominated for best original score and best lighting design. Didn't win either. I kind of I get score because they mm-hmm. added a lot of really great songs. I'm actually looking at all of the nominations it got, and it was nominated for like drama leagues, outer critic circles, drama desks, Tonys, and it didn't win any. So mm. I feel like in terms of like this season like this was kind of not insignificant but more like this was like the token family show and then I feel like the rest of the shows really had other interesting things going for them and I I also think that's why probably it didn't do super own awards just because like the competition was literally like passing strange in the heights gypsy south pacific like crybaby like like literally like such good shows that it's really hard to pit the little mermaid against those oh yeah Especially shows that sort of pushed the envelope of what Broadway and different new sounds were, whereas this was more, we've seen this before, you know, with the previous Disney shows, at least right. with, cause, you know, Mankin and Ashman, who I love their music, but it just wasn't something new, which, as right. you mentioned, Passing Strange in the Heights, I mean, completely different sounds for Broadway. Exactly. Super, yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, so we can just get into the next show. Um, the next show is Sunday in the Park with George. Sunday in the Park with George. Let's see, it's open. Okay, here it is. Um, Sunday in the Park with George opened on February 21st, 2008, closed in June, on June 29th, 2008. <clears throat> so it only had 149 performances, which I'm not really surprised about just because that's a really hard show to find like an audience for, especially like a revival of it. Um, but I mean, it's a Sondheim show. It's super beloved. People love it. There's a really great pro shot of it with like Bernadette Peters and Mandy Patinkin that I've seen like the first half of and I really liked. But yeah, what's your connection to Sunday in the Park? You know what? I had no connection to it at all until the 2017 revival. Mm-hmm. With Jake Gyllenhaal, you saw that? Yes. I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. So it was but not before we camped out overnight to get tickets. We like, lined it was, like, up at like those. midnight. Oh, that's dedication right there. I've never done Rush. Do you like bring a lawn chair? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. 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 You don't have to, but it helps. I mean, yeah. Yeah. My sister and I would like stay in line and like one of us would go get bagels while the other one would stay in uh-huh. line. And like the other one, like when we came back, the other one would like walk around the block. Like you just take turns. Yeah, you like take yeah. turns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But no relation to Sunday in the Park truly ever, which is horrible. Um, Cause now I literally love it. And I think it's a masterpiece, but yeah. I don't know much about the 2008 revival. I was even like looking at the cast and I was like, who is Daniel Evans? I like, think I, they were the, the London. I don't have know who either of these people are. Yeah, I oh, think they Santino were. They did it in Fontana London. was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh well, he went. Oh, and Mary Beth Peel was in it. Okay, that's kind of like she's kind of a big name. Oh wait, Dylan Haley Pachoon was in it. She yeah. she was on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I think that what made this revival, this was the first Broadway revival of it, and I think that what a lot of people like what its legacy is is that it in, it used technology, and mm-hmm. so it, the the art pieces were done in three D. Oh, that's mm, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So, which they sort of did that with projections in the the Jake Jill, Annalie Ashford one. But I think this musical is absolutely gorgeous. I just think that this production didn't excite the young teenagers that Connor and I were when we watched this Tony's with everything else that was going on. Right, right, right. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I would, I think this show is like always going to be around. It will always come around because it's like so beloved. But 
Um, it did like, let's see, what awards did it win? It didn't do like terrible in terms of awards. It won best orchestrations for the drop for the oh. drama desks. And it was nominated for a bunch of Tony's actually. I'm looking. It was nominated for sound design, lighting design, costume design, scenic design, orchestrations, direction. Jenna Russell was nominated for Best Leading Actress and Daniel Evans was nominated for Best Leading Actor, both who I've never heard of. And then it was nominated for Best Revival. <laughs> but um, I think the, the music in this is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Beautiful. I mean, the song Move On is to me one of those like top five pieces yeah. of theater. It's, yeah. and especially in the context of the show, uh, Chef's Kiss. This is this is one of the this is actually one of the shows that like I I want to see so bad like like I have to and I I think for me like a lot of shows I'm like yeah I'm good without seeing but this one especially I have heard nothing but amazing things about so I I really 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 hope that it comes back I'm surprised CLO hasn't done it like this is totally the kind of thing they would do like that's the thing I have I have not heard about like any Pittsburgh regional theaters doing it really it's it's Mm, yeah it's amazing. I think, I mean, the plan was pre-pandemic, but I'm pretty sure Jake and Annalie are going to do it in London and it's going to be filmed. Mm-hmm. Isn't oh, that true, Dylan? Yeah. yeah. But it's not- They're filming? It, oh, wait, you go. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to say, it's not with the cast that they did. They did it in America with. I think it's like a, a new cast, but but Josh, were you going to say that everyone's filming everything now? I love it. I love it's that, great. that they're doing that. Come from away. We have Diana coming up next week. We have mm-hmm. like- um, so many. I'm I'm so excited. Oh, waitress, they just did. I heard. Yes, they did. Yeah. They just pro shotted waitress with Sarah Bareilles, which is going to be so good. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited for all the pro shots. I think it's important. I don't think like like people like me and you like we can all like luckily like afford to like go to shows, but like a lot of people only get to see like one show a year or like mm-hmm. not even that. And like I think these pro shots are really gonna just like not only be great in terms of like accessibility but also like it's good marketing if like, i'm like coming home drunk one night and i like want to like watch something and i'm like <laughs> i just want to like watch like come from away and i can do that like that's kind of awesome that's I don't gonna know. be electric <laughs> yeah so yeah definitely i love it <laughs> um but yeah this production of sunday i don't know nothing I, I don't know if it really made its mark on the zeitgeist really i agree i agree yeah. i don't think it really was remembered which is a little sad yeah. but um, yeah, let's uh, be time efficient, I guess. I mean, keep going. I'm very excited about the next show. So Me brace too. yourself. The next show okay. that we're going to talk about is In the Heights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It opened on March 9th, 2008, closed on January 9th, 2011, and it ran for 1,185 performances, which is pretty solid for a new musical based on like no previous material. My thing, I am so fortunate, and I I always say this because over Thanksgiving weekend that year in 2008, we did like a family reunion, whatever. And the last night we were there, me and my cousins and my uncles and aunts, my parents, we all went to see In the Heights with the whole original cast. And I was like eight and I totally took the whole thing for granted. But like looking back on that, like I cannot believe that like I got to do that. And ever since, I've like reminisced on it as an older person. I've just like fallen in love more and more with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every song is a bop. I think the cast is amazing. I thought the movie was amazing. Um, yeah. 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 I I mean, I'll go next. I love the show. I actually, um, I saw it in Pittsburgh when it came a few years ago. Yeah. Sorry. 
I saw it in Pittsburgh a few years ago and um, it was so good. I want to say it was summer of 2016, I want to say. And I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this show? And honestly, like my sister was always like, um, is thinking the heights, like, especially whenever like Hamilton was getting huge. She was like, Valerie, you have to get in the heights. Like, I promise you, like, it's very similar to Hamilton, like the rap and everything. And I was like, no, but Hamilton. And she was like, no, seriously, like in the heights was the first Hamilton. And I was like, oh my gosh. So um, yeah, I absolutely adore the show. And I thought the movie was amazing. I definitely mm. think that the production, the, the show, um, the actual musical itself is better, I would say, um, just because like the movie did a few, took a few liberties that I wasn't a huge fan of. And we can like talk about that later. Oh my but... God, oh my God, before I forget. What? Oh my God, oh my, this is crazy. This is crazy. I saw the movie in the movie theater over the summer and during the blackout scene, there was a huge storm, the power went out. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way, that's crazy. Yeah. They're so, really taking this immersive theater thing a little too far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> experimental, experimental like film. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. Yeah. I honestly, I felt like such a main character. It was only me and my friends <laughs> in the theater. And I was like, this is so cool. This is like all, all like about us. I, th- I feel like I would have thought I was being pranked. I feel like I've been like, this isn't real. Like I'm in a simulation right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so funny. No, guys, listen, I am obsessed with In the Heights. It's yeah. like in my top five favorite musicals of all time. Seriously mm-hmm. obsessed. I'll never forget seeing it on the Tony Awards that summer and watching that performance over and over and over and over again. Had no idea who Lynn was. And then he was like, he wrapped his acceptance speech and it introduced me to Chris Jackson and oh Mandy Gonzalez and Karen Olivo. And I mean, Krista Rodriguez was in that cast. And I mean, so many incredible people. And we went to go see it like maybe like the next year. And I think every single lead was an understudy except for Chris Jackson. It wasn't even that the cast had left. It was just that (laughs) they had, they were fatigued. You know, it was that point in like the run where it'd been happening for years and Oh, I was devastated, especially to miss Mandy Gonzalez. I I rode so hard for her in 2008, 2009, like (laughs) fully obsessed, but I think it's so good. I've seen so many like different productions of it through the years, like at Baldwin Wallace. And we went to see it at the Kennedy Center when it starred Anthony Ramos and Vanessa Hudgens and Anna Villafane. And um, yeah, I mean, it's like truly so good. I love the movie. I agree with you. Valerie had some problems and the, the liberties were just a little confusing and obviously there was some colorism going on but right um I think it's a it's a it's one of those musicals that is like a perfect scene to song yes balance and it it really just tells so many it's Sondheimian in a way in the way it has like a dozen characters and you learn so much about all of them and it's Mm -hmm. just this beautiful story about home I'm obsessed with it yeah so good it's so good I will say in the movie, and I am obsessed with the scene in the movie, but Patience Fay in the movie was like so well done. Mm-hmm. I just am so obsessed with that. And I'm obsessed with that number in the musical too. I mean, I just, yeah. But um, why don't we go into our favorite songs? What are your favorite songs, guys? I'm a ballad queen. So any any type of ballad, like Breathe to me yeah. is like a huge one. When you're home, well, I guess when you're home is like, it builds, but anything like that. But in the movie, I really felt like Carnival del Barrio was like yeah. my favorite scene in the whole, and 96,000, of course. Oh, that was uh, with the pool. The, pool. The, the aquatic like choreography with like the pool noodles yeah. and whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like. We saw Javier Munoz in the role mm-hmm. and he was a little bit older. And I loved the idea of Usnavi being around the same age as um, 
Vanessa particularly. Yeah. It just, it really, really worked in the I movie. Agree. No, I thought they were, <laughs> ugh, I thought they did so well. And I think, I mean, I loved how Lin-Manuel Miranda and Chris Jackson were both in it still. I think, yeah. I think it was a little, like a little pick me moment for Lin-Manuel. I mean, he's, he's allowed to do it because he literally created it, but I was like, really, of course he's going to be in the movie again. But then I saw Christopher Jackson and I was like, yep, that's exactly what we needed to see. We need to see Benny and Usnavi in there. And it it's totally. so amazing. <laughs> what are y'all's favorite songs? Um, I, okay. I'm going to be basic. I love 96,000. <laughs> I think that song is like, I just, I, I vibe, like, I honestly, whenever I walk to class in the morning, whenever I like my 10 a.m. class, I, I'm like jumping, listening to it every single day. Like it is I, iconic. I love it. Um, I also really like breathe too. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Um, I also like Benny's D- dispatch. I think that's a really good, um, kind of opening as well. We can no, <laughs> I remember hearing that it was the final song Lynn wrote for the show really? and, it, and in procrastinating it, he had wrote the Piragua song. And like he was putting off, he thought he thought breathe was just like the most intimidating one because Nina, she's I mean obviously the female lead of the show and right. he was like oh my god this is like the biggest moment like if if we get this wrong like I don't know if people will really like her as much like you really had to know where she was coming from entering the story and I think he nailed it he nailed yeah. it mm-hmm. totally I totally agree and I think um, I mean there are just like so many good songs in this I really like when you're home. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, they're all so pretty. Like every every single one of them, I'm just like, oh yes! Like mm-hmm. they're all so good. And I also like, yeah. I think when you're home is my favorite. Let's not forget also the TikTok sound that was this summer. That was, don't make me laugh. I've been trying all night. You've uh-huh. been shaking you your ass for like half an hour. Like what was that? Why they? That was one thing. I was like, why? Why did they put this in the movie? What was that all about? <laughs> I don't know. Y'all can. Y'all need to make that. Uh, you're the voice of the Gen Z folks. Like you're the ones who oh. need to do some investigating there. <laughs> I have right. a following on. You know this. Oh yeah. By accident, I have a following on TikTok. <laughs> that is so random, but it doesn't surprise me at all. I know. So random. I'll to follow. Because of my mother. It's not even because of me. I like used to videotape my mom during quarantine, and everyone was like, "Your mom's so funny." <laughs> <laughs> TikTok just hit different during the pandemic, yeah. y'all. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, Love in the Heights. What, um, I mean, did it win a lot of Tonys? I guess I don't remember. So it did win a lot of Tonys, but actually the big winner at this ceremony was South Pacific, which yeah. is weird. Um, it's not weird because it's great, but like I'm just like in the Heights, I feel like it's like the more main character-esque one, but it won, um, that's, no, wait, that's the drama desks. One second. Oh, here it is. Okay. It won best musical. It won best score. And then it won best choreography and best orchestrations. So it won four. Hmm. But like, no yeah. acting, no acting wins. No acting. Um, a lot of people were nominated. Robin De Jesus was nominated. Mm-hmm. Olga Meredith was nominated. Um, Lynn was nominated. So yeah, I'm kind of surprised to be honest that like Mandy Gonzalez wasn't nominated or like uh, Christopher Jackson or Karen Olivo. But I mean, like good for these people. And yeah, I don't know. I... I think that like this show definitely deserved to win, but like, I think if I was voting for the Tonys, I probably would have voted for this for best musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it definitely came at a time when it was very different. Like South Pacific, like those like lush Lincoln Center revival. I mean, we'll get into South Pacific soon. Those lush Lincoln Center revivals were like candy to the voters and, and like the general voting bodies. Like they literally love for that. And In the Heights was so different. Like 
probably not since Spring Awakening was something so mm-hmm. groundbreaking in, in terms of style and presentation. Right. But I suppose Passing Strange was also up there too. But I don't know. I guess it just in the Heights won out against Passing Strange. Dylan, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. We've not really talked about it. No, I think that it's just more joyful. And it's, you know, that the themes of home in New York City really celebrated it. It's, mm-hmm. it made me feel like, oh, I grew up there, you know, because even though it's a singular story about a block, it could be translated to anyone's block yeah. because we all have these characters, these vibrant characters. We feel like we knew them and it's just geniusly done. And, and a star was born with Lin-Manuel Miranda. I mean, I'll never forget him rapping his acceptance speech. Like that was, oh, it's, it's a great, if anyone has not seen it, it is amazing. It's super iconic. I, and I feel like in that moment, like, I feel like we all had to know like big things are going to happen. And obviously I didn't think that like Hamilton was going to happen, <laughs> I know. but I think I was like, yeah, this guy's amazing. Like he's yeah. going to accomplish amazing things, but wow. Yeah. Really incredible. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like we pretty much covered everything we want to about in the Heights. Yeah. All right. What's our next one? Let me see. Oh, perfect. Okay. The next one is, I, I love this show. The next one is Gypsy that we're going to be talking about. This is the Patti LuPone revival that came very, very, very shortly after the one that was on Broadway before, which was with, I think, Burdenette Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, it opened on March 27th, 2008, closed on January 11th, 2009. So it did pretty well. It had 332 performances. Um, and Gypsy is basically just about this like stage mom whose name is Rose. And she has these two daughters. And then basically one of her daughters, Baby June, um, like flees like whatever act show she has and then um she tries to make louise who's like the more introverted daughter the famous one because it's really just because she wants to be like a stage mom but yeah um it's a really iconic show it's a really iconic role it was with patty lupone boyd Gaines, lara benanti who won a tony for it tony yazbeck was in this allison fraser i did not know that she was in this wow I'm like looking at the whole cast. Leanne Larkin was in it. It was a really great cast. And I mean, people say that Gypsy has the best book of a musical ever written. I will say I've actually never seen the production of Gypsy either. And I think it's one of those things that I don't know how often it's done regionally because it's it really is a star vehicle. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally is. I mean, this show's great. This show has some pretty good numbers. Do you guys have like a song that stands out or a memory about it that stands out? The <laughs> Bette Midler version is probably my favorite. It's just a good, it's just genuinely a good movie. I've showed it to so many people and everyone's like, that is genuinely a good movie. Like it's- just- Isn't Elizabeth Moss in it? I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember. I could I be so that, wrong. Um, Lacey Shaber. Oh yeah. From no way. Gretchen um, Wieners. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's just like a really good, well put together movie, despite the fact that it was made for TV. And I kind of like, it was on Netflix when like Netflix first came out. And I remember like in like 2011, 2012, like watching it in middle school and being like, this is so good. So yeah. I love that. I love it. No, my favorite song is, is I love, of course, any of um, Rose's numbers, but I really love some people. I know that that's like not necessarily her biggest number, but I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And what is what is the duet between Rose and and the Boyd Gaines role? Is it is it Lucky? Small World. Small World. Oh my God, so freaking good! I was also obsessed with if Mama was married. Dylan and I did sing it in the backseat of our mother's car, and Dylan was always Laura Benanti. Now he was always Leanne Larkin. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. Aww. And this, this <laughs> uh, gave Laura Benanti her first her first Tony, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. She was like in her twenties, or she was like a young girl, and she. Uh, 
she won a Tony for this. I think Some People is also probably my favorite song. I think that's a really good song. Obviously, Rose's turn is also really good. I'll definitely put in the audio clip of uh, that iconic YouTube video of Patti LuPone stopping the orchestra. I don't know if you've ever seen that. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yes. And you know the, and you know the story behind that, right? Someone was like taking pictures, right? Yeah, but it was a it was a reporter from like town and country or like one of those like Newsweek. They were chronicling her final days in Gypsy, and the photographer <laughs> went in and was just taking some like preliminary shots to, for scouting locations. So she was meant to be there. Patty just either forgot or wasn't made aware. So she was allowed to come. Uh-huh. What the hell? That's terrible. The woman later posted on Instagram years later, she's like, this happened to me. <laughs> like for me, I would have shit my pants. I would have never shown my face again. Oh, I, I truly would have just asked for a casket and gone in the underground. Dylan, we need her on drama. And no, we need the full expose, but yeah. she was meant to be there. But it is, um, I mean, the wrath of Lupon in that moment, she's like, stop, 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 stop. It, like you got to play the clip. It is so yeah. good. She's so good. I mean, yeah, Patty Lupone's great. And if you, yeah, if you guys haven't read Patty Lapone's memoir, you m- absolutely must. I read it during quarantine and holy shit, she gives this, it, it's actually a f- like a framing story around like getting gypsy and then like the end of the book is doing it on Broadway and then I think winning the Tony is in there too, but it is thrilling and it reads like fiction. It's, I mean, the whole book is incredible, but for any gypsy fan or patty fan you must read it because it's really really interesting and the the shows actually sort of revitalized her career in a way um in turn in, in terms of being favored by critics once again because she kind of lost favor with them for a while for different projects she was doing it was it's really good um and that was an interesting year because patty boyd and laura all won the at their acting tonys and mm-hmm. um and then what was it paolo for south pacific who won mm-hmm. yeah but it's crazy that Gypsy then didn't win the best revival Tony. Like to me, it's like, oh, but your your three actors were the best of the season, yet the show wasn't. Like it's really odd to me how they make those decisions. Yeah. Right. But like I I honestly, this is a hot take, but once SpongeBob and Ethan Slater didn't win, I've given up trying, trying to decipher the Tonys because yeah. I am still pissed to this day about that. I know. Oh yeah. I'll carry that one with me for the rest of my life. Yep. Researchers yep. for years will be trying to dissect what happens there. Yep. 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 But I don't want to talk robbed. about it because I might start crying. We've also um, like, we also like have shit on the band's visit way too much. So if we say <laughs> anything else, we're like probably going to get sued. So <laughs> Wait, I loved it. I loved it. You guys like hate it, but you, you never saw it. But no, I saw it. I saw it. You did see it. You did see it. Oh, that's and right. I love, I love the music. I think Tony Yazbek's score is amazing. I think it's a terrible and show, but to, I think he's awesome. Listen, to my, he's coming to Pittsburgh or the band's visit is coming to Pittsburgh in the end of October. And that's when my birthday is. And my mom got my dad tickets and she was like, I, she texted me and she was like, I didn't get you a ticket because I heard your podcast and I heard that you didn't like it. I was like, I was like mom, I want to see it though. Like I want to be proved wrong. But like my parents are seeing it. So they're going to let me know what they thought. But I, but then she was like, you just get a single ticket and it'd be in like the back row. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. You're <laughs> yeah, no, it, well, that's fine. Um, but no, we, um, yeah, he, he he's from a lot of big names are from Pittsburgh. Actually, you'd be surprised. Uh, you would be surprised by who went to her high school specifically. Yeah, so a lot of famous people went to Valerie's high school. Yeah, like my my one of my really good friends, Trent Soyster, he went to Pace, but he is in the Escape to Margaritaville tour. This is the oh, second one, so he's going to be on our podcast next week. Um, and then they'll freak tell tell them who who the big the big big person who I well, cannot yeah. believe. Well, yeah, do, do you have do you guys watch listen to the podcast with Joe Serafini from High School Musical Musical? Haven't listened. But- I love her. 
Yeah, yeah. Him. So he's one of my best friends. Well, he didn't go to my high school. Oh no, he's I was talking about Christina Aguilera. Oh yeah, Christina Aguilera went to like my school district. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, right. Yeah. What? And, There's and, something in the water. Right, right. And Dan Smyers from Dan and Shay. He also went. To oh my yeah, La- I I was actually a, a huge Dan and Shay fan in college. Yep. <laughs> they were here last week. Yeah, I know. They were in Pittsburgh last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Oh my God, that's so fun. I know. And also they're just like really, really cool girl. Her name is Valerie Davis. Um, yeah, so she also went. <laughs> I've heard of her. Yeah, she's <laughs> under notable alumni on Wikipedia. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Big time. Exactly. Um, okay, I love that tangent. Um, let's get into the awards. Yeah, and then we can just do one more show. Yeah, we can just do like South Pacific. Yeah. I don't think people are probably going to be here to listen to a crybaby and a catered affair. No, I don't um, think so. No, and I don't have anything to say. Other than I was yeah. obsessed with crybaby's Tony performance for you know, no reason known to man, but I was obsessed with it. <laughs> the license plates that they were like tap dancing on or whatever that was. <laughs> that was so cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Gypsy. Okay, so it was nominated for Best Survival. Patti Lapone was nominated, Boyd Gaines was nominated, Lara Benanti was nominated. It was nominated also for Best Direction, Costume Design, Sound Design. Um, okay, it won for Patti Lapone, Boyd Gaines, and Lara Benanti. So it won in three out of the four musical acting categories and nothing else, which I think basically is just attested to how, how much the cast really held like the show up. Like clearly it must have not been like a standout production I'm sure it was a great production but I'm sure it was exactly what you would expect of Gypsy um so yeah it's interesting yeah the director Arthur Lawrence was famously very difficult like just kind of a nightmare he the the last thing he did before he passed was direct that very very bloated production of West Side Story that they included like Spanish-speaking lyrics do you guys know about this production was no. this was this like the revival in like 09? It yeah, was the, the one, one that Karen Oliva won their Tony Award for. So yeah, yeah. it was like I know, I know about this production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he like Arthur he was a monster to Karen Oliva. Intimidated to, known for intimidating his actors. And he tried to like shake down Laura Benanti. And um Patty um drew her back in. It's there's so many great stories about it. And the two of them forged a really great friendship. And yeah. I mean, that cast album I'm glad we have because I'm obsessed with patty and laura Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i did not know that he was like a dick wow that's like bad and sad and i know my thing is like who would hire him like what producers would be like yeah i'm gonna invest money in the meanest director on broadway like i don't get that but i know who knows um but yeah that's i feel like that's gypsy there isn't Mm -hmm. like that much more to talk about because like it's a great show and like the songs are great and the cast is great but i feel like in the context of this it's like gypsy so i don't um but let's get this one has slowly turned into one of my favorites um south pacific listen i saw this i think i saw the national tour of this production like the lincoln center production when it came to like philadelphia or whatever and i was so bored i was like 10 years old i didn't get it and then over quarantine i watched it on pbs and i was like what? Wait, this is like so good. And that's with Matt Morris. Or no, Matt Morrison wasn't in that, but it was Kelly O'Hara. Yeah. No, he was. I think he was in it. Yeah. He I don't was. know. I don't, was he in the filmed version though? Oh no. I don't remember. I don't. I don't know. know if he was I in that, but I know he was I, like, in the. Always like associate him with Mr. Shu, and like it's. Really oh yeah. Bad. So... <laughs> that's so funny because we, you know, Dylan and I knew, knew of South Pacific because it was right before Glee. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we like knew him from that, and I was. We knew him from Hairspray. From Hairspray, right, right. Um, yeah. But 
it, yeah, in that similar way, we also saw the national tour. I mean, we were a little older, but um, right. <laughs> Car- Car- Carmen Cusack played Nellie. Yeah. No way. So you saw her, I'm sure, because she did that tour. We actually just interviewed her for the podcast like an two hour hours ago. ago. <laughs> oh, really? Awesome. I'm yeah. so excited for Flying Over Sunset. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be so cool. Yeah, uh, she tried to explain it. <laughs> I heard it makes no sense, and I can't wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't I was, like, reading about it, and I was like, this looks so interesting and weird and like trippy, but also like really fun. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with everything you said for sure. But anyway, South Pacific. What? So you watched it in quarantine, and what? What do you love about it? Oh, I just, well, I mean, I like love history and I love like shit about World War II. Um, so like having like the perspective and like education I have now, I I think it's a show if you're mature and you're like older, like it will really, and, and if you know about World War II, like I just thought it was so good. I thought Kelly O'Hara was so good in it. I thought like the music was so pretty. I didn't like, like that was the other thing, right? Like when I was like 10, like I didn't like appreciate like, beautiful orchestrations and like really like sophisticated like overtures and things like that but watching it as like a 20 year old I was like wait I get it now like this is why people are so obsessed with South Pacific and like that overture just like from straight from the beginning like you are just like hooked in it is like watching a really good movie do you guys like it like what are your thoughts on the show I love it yeah absolutely love it I think it's one of my favorite Rodgers and Hammersteins it for all the reasons that that Josh said it's it's also like the song you've got to be carefully taught. It just, it has aged in this way of like, it really captures that feeling of of what the U.S. was experiencing. And, and honestly, the way that many families treat people of different races to this very day, like it, it just really, it's a really interesting show about race ultimately. So I, I'd be interested to see Agreed. it today. Well, yeah, because they, it's it's, at the end of the day, it's kind of about like, what if we make our female lead work through her racist tendencies and come out on the end of it, learning that like, it actually doesn't matter what you look like. Like it's it's pretty groundbreaking at the time. If you ask me, isn't she like really troubled by the fact that his kids are mixed race? Like, isn't yes. yeah. that's like the whole thing. Act one ends or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like, remember that oh, it's Val will watch it. I guarantee yeah. you as an older, like now that you're older, you'll appreciate it so much. Yeah. More. No. So like my, my thoughts on the show is I remember, I think I saw it like twice regionally whenever I was, younger CLO did it and yeah I think I saw CLO do it and I just didn't enjoy it and my mom I think also my mom whenever like this is like kind of cute but like when we were young when I was younger and like my mom would like help me shower she would sing I'm gonna wash that man right Uh like she would just like do that and she would like wash like the shampoo out of my hair and like I loved that but then like I saw the show and I was like, why is she singing? Like, why are they singing my song? Like, why are they singing my mom's song right now? <laughs> like, I was like, that's mine. And so I think like, so I haven't seen it in a long time, but I think, you know, I think now like seeing it, you know, as an adult and appreciating everything, I think I would appreciate it more. Um, but honestly, I haven't really heard much else, but I mean, Kelly O'Hara being in it, like that must've been amazing. I saw Kelly O'Hara in Kiss Me Kate in yes, 20, yeah. 2019 and I did not like the show, but I thought she was amazing. I, I love Kiss Me Kate. You know, I, oh my gosh, it was just her, it was just her singing. It's, it's like they put, like, they like needed something to happen. So they put Kelly O'Hara in it. Like they were like, yep, she's in it. So like the show's going to be amazing. Like, I don't know, but that's, that's, that's a conversation for a different day. But I thought she was. Yeah, well, when we, do, we, yeah, that's a different season. When we I do suppose. the 2019 pod, we'll talk about it. But <laughs> um, can no. I just say though, 
Corbin Blue was amazing in that. Oh, like, yeah. And so it was Stephanie Styles. I thought that Stephanie Styles was great. Oh, as, yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah. No, it was Wait, so speaking of Corbin Blue, he played Usnavi in In the Heights on Broadway. Yes, you guys he know did. That? He replaced Lin-Manuel Miranda. Wait, what? Yeah. I know. Oh, and Jordan Sparks God. was in it, too. Oh my gosh, not Jordan Sparks. Wasn't she? Um, she was a waitress too, right? Yes, she was. She's yeah. a really good singer. Oh, yeah. I love her voice. Okay, so tattoo. Good. Yeah. Oh, tattoo. Know, Come right? on, tattoo. Wait, <laughs> okay. The song or um Kelly O'Hara has probably my favorite Broadway female voice. Yes. She is unbelievable. Yep. Immaculate. Yeah, mm-hmm. truly perfect. Um, maybe she would have won the Tony that year if it weren't for Patty Lapone in um in gypsy i wonder what else was nominated i don't i don't know dylan was rebecca naomi jones nominated for passing strange no but carrie no. butler was nominated for xanadu and of course Je- jenna russell of course for sunday in the park right you know i don't see enough color no yeah, it was um fall to, like the fall though right it came out like yeah. the summer or fall of that season like it was one of the early ones that came out so it was part of the season but I loved Xanadu. I thought Xanadu was, I saw Xanadu and I just, I thought it was so fun. I had- Yeah, to, oh, it's great. It's so fun. It's, it's hilarious. So fun. And I loved, I, I didn't even, like, I didn't even get the jokes at the time, but I just thought like the roller skating and like the lights and like the disco, like all of it. I was like, this is so cool. But, and and um, the, the thigh high uh, jean shorts of whoever's playing the Cheyenne Jackson role doesn't hurt yeah. either. <laughs> right. Um, so good. But yeah, South Pacific, it's good. I I agree. I watched the PBS one. I remember when I was like going into my junior year of high school and I was like, this is so boring, but I love the songs. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that's, how, I haven't seen it since. So maybe that's how I would still feel. But Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're we're like all in the same. I feel like we're all probably around. Like, I feel like you have to be like a little bit older to yeah. appreciate South Pacific. What are your favorite songs? This nearly was mine. Mm. It's so beautiful. I love it. And there's a version of Kelly O'Hara singing it at like a concert or something. It oh. is so good. And also, I mean, Some Enchanted Evening. Come on. Yeah, I mean, how do you beat Some Enchanted Evening? It's like one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Um, I also really do love um, uh, There's Nothing Like a Dame. Mm, yes. Yeah, so I think good. it's just such a fun number. And it also, it, it's very much of the era. The Tony's performance was a medley. I think it was Nothing Like a Dame gonna wash that man right out of my hair and maybe some enchanted evening or something so those three to me are like the big ones and matt morrison does a gorgeous younger than springtime on the cast album see i, I like used to love matthew morrison but our generation after like just the way he's been memed we just like can't stand y'all him. destroyed him yeah <laughs> i know we, we, what we ruined our generation ruined matthew no but he, but what, 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 what he gets did it to me. himself he was no, the grinch yes he shouldn't have been the grinch like i'm sorry no but i i i will defend matt morrison until i die because here's the thing he didn't know what he was doing at the time and everyone's always like oh my gosh he was horrible and glee and i'm like guys no, he wasn't he, bad in glee. He, he was, was literally glee. he was literally amazing in hairspray like and everyone's like oh my gosh how does he know how to sing? Because they all like are in musicals. Like they're all in theater before Glee. Like, oh my gosh, do not give him slander when he's literally more talented than you. Anyway, uh, I, no, I uh, thought it was really, really cringy when he was the Grinch. That's all. That's my only caveat. <laughs> the whole thing was just odd. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I do love him. I think he is like so sexy, and Thank I love you. his to voice. Be- to be on a podcast in the Lord's year of 2021 talking about Matt Morrison as Mr. Shoe with Gen Zers, I feel like I've arrived. Yeah, yeah. This is where you needed to be the whole, the whole time. This is it. This is it. But yeah, it's so good. When I saw Finding Neverland. Really? Yeah. You saw him in that? I saw Finding Neverland and we went to the stage door 
and I met Matthew Morrison. I have a picture. I have to find it. Oh my god. Um, he was really nice, from what I remember. He was like talking to everyone and like, oh, like, gracious. Right. Like he's probably an amazing man, and all of a sudden everyone hates him. Like it's horrible. TikTok. I know. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, I would say my favorite songs. I have a bunch of favorite songs. I love "Wonderful Guy." Mm-hmm. I just think it's like really catchy and pretty yeah. and I love Cockeyed Optimist which are both sung by Kelly O'Hara but I just really like the orchestrations in Cockeyed, Cockeyed Optimist like sometimes I'm just really vibing with like the orchestrations in this like if you listen to what the orchestra is doing I am there are some times when I'm like how like it is so complicated and like so beautiful and like who like the fact that Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote this in let alone the 40s like that is in, insane to me that is like mind-boggling I know it's genius. It's genius. Yeah. Oh, and it must have been like even watching it now. I'm like, this is so ahead of its time. Like then, it must have been so ahead of its time. Like I can't even imagine how people reacted to it back then. I believe there was a negative backlash around a lot of the themes um, being racial. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, it was a huge hit, and we haven't gotten to awards yet. But Paolo Jot won for best actor. And what was kind of cool about him is he was a huge opera star. Uh, before doing the show and then he became this Broadway star and in the original production the the lead his name is escaping me right now he was plucked from opera and brought to Broadway and did and won the Tony for playing that role and so it's kind of cool that both productions had this sort of they both found an opera star who then was crowned but never really amounted to much else on Broadway like I know that Paolo is in Chicago right now but I don't know oh Speaking of Chicago, I really want to see that like new product. I heard I heard they like really cleaned it up. Um, so I really want to see too. that yeah. like new revamped version of Chicago. Also, Anna Villa, what's her last Anna name? Anna Villa Fania, yeah. She's in it now. And I feel she's like she's gonna it. do so well in it because she's so talented. So yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Love. Love, love, love. Um, yeah. I'm we're trying to go this weekend, actually. Oh, oh wow. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Um, okay, let's look at the Tonys for or what awards it won. So it won a bunch of stuff. It won. Where where's the thing that I, the page I just had up about? Oh, here okay. it is. Okay, it won at the Tonys Best Revival. It won Best Actor for Paul. How do you pronounce his last name? Paul Jot. Paul Jot. Okay. Um, Best Direction for Bartlett Share, who basically like does everything for Lincoln Center. Um, and mm-hmm. he also did To Kill a Mockingbird, which I thought was so good. Um, it was brilliant. Best scenic design, which after watching this totally makes sense because the set was so good. And again, Lincoln Center has something for sets. I mean, I don't know if you, did you guys see My, My Fair Lady? Mm-hmm. That set was whack. That was insane. Was like the spinning Henry, <laughs> yeah. Henry Higgins, like spinning, like whatever yeah. his, what did he call it? It wasn't his house. It was like his, uh, I don't know, but it was crazy. It was amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best scenic design of a musical, it won. Best costume design of a musical, it won. Best lighting design, it won. Best sound design, it won. So it won a lot of stuff. It was the big winner of the night. I think in total it won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did very well. It ran from April 3rd, 2008 to August 22nd, 2010. 996 performances. So like literally just short of a thousand, but still... For a revival of a Rodgers and Hammerstein show, I would say that's a huge win. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Danny, Danny Burstein, of course, was in this. Yeah. Yeah. Who I, last night, who I was literally like almost brought to tears because um, oh. I was just so happy Same. for him. I mean, he's, I've seen him in a ton of stuff. I'm sure you have too, because he's been in like everything. Um, yeah. But he was like 
Tevya, he was such a good Tevya, I thought. Like, the best, the best. I'm literally looking at his credits right now. He did so much stuff. He was in so much. Um, no, he he's so talented and I'm just so happy he won. And I, yeah. I, are you sure that was his Broadway debut? I feel like he did like a bunch of plays and stuff in the nineties, but I could be totally wrong. I know he was at least in Titanic on Broadway. I mean, in the Playbill Vault, this is like the, oh, wait, I had to click view all. That's why. Oh, okay. of course, because he's done so much. <laughs> okay, so he started, yeah, in 1992, and then he did a ton of plays. He did the 1995 revival of Company. Oh, I didn't even know there was a 95 revival of Company. And he did the Drowsy Chaperone, which obviously we can never forget about. because. Oh, yeah, he was Adolfo, right? Yeah, yeah so iconic. Okay. I love the Drowsy Chaperone. Me too. It's so fun. It's so funny. It's so fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's basically South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like a looking now that I'm like kind of looking back on what we just talked about, this was kind of like a I don't know why, but like this season was just like weird. Like I don't know what <laughs> what about it it was, but something about it just like doesn't feel it's just like a very interesting mishmash of shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, super random. It was one of the last shows before the the bubble popped and the um, we had the recession. So like right. a lot of these shows didn't necessarily make it very far beyond, like a lot of their runs were cut short because of the the great recession. Right. Yeah. Especially true. because like, really, when you think about it, Broadway is all about investments and recouping your budget and yeah. stock market isn't good. Broadway probably is not doing so well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I will say now that we're talking about this, not my like business mind coming in, but Broadway is doing really, really well economically right now because people, whether they're obsessed with Broadway or not, are just excited to like do something again. And like, even like Waitress, I was looking, like I was trying to get tickets for when I'm in New York this weekend and we literally couldn't because it's like, just like, I just feel like Broadway's doing so well. Like every show, I was looking at the TKTS board, like to see what was on and like nothing was on. And I was like, wow. Really? Even Chicago? No, like Chicago and like American Utopia were on. But like, besides that, like nothing else. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Good. We need we need a healthy, robust, wow. equitable Broadway to come back. I agree. Um, so we ask all of our guests on our podcast toward the end. Yes. Um, super duper um deep question. You guys can take a few minutes to figure it out. But what is your all-time favorite, favorite. musical? You can take your time. Oh. Whoever, whoever wants to go first. And with that, also talk about um, what what show you're most looking forward to in this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something that's like has a pre Broadway run or something that's already announced to be on Broadway or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have like five favorite musicals. You have this to is pick tough. One. I have, you to, have pick to pick one. one. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We do it to everyone though. It's not just you. <laughs> well, I have a I have like a very um. I, I talk about this all the time. My favorite musical is Catch Me If You Can. Oh, so mm-hmm. great. So, I think so it's great. just, a, I think it's one of the most incredible scores. I love, Shaman and Whitman are probably my favorite, like more contemporary Broadway composers. And I mean, it, it was, a, I love Aaron's Fate, of course, and Norbert Leo Butts. And it, it's, to me, is just a great show, a great adaptation of one of the best movies with Leo DiCaprio, a, a true mm-hmm. story. It's, it's such a great, it's to me it's great it didn't do well at all it only ran for maybe six or seven months but it'll always hold a special place in my heart Mm -hmm. oh that's awesome and what are you looking forward to most for the next season (sighs) i i this is tough because 
a lot of uh, I don't I don't know. Can I think about that one for yeah, a second? Yeah, too? yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll answer my question. I'll answer mine. Yeah, answer your okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have, like I said, I talked about In the Heights earlier. That's one of my favorites. And then I, I'm gonna go with my gut here. I I I do answer with this question a lot, but Legally Blonde the musical is unbelievable. It is so good. It has truly everything you could ever want in a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, need I, I don't it it the work speaks for itself. It is iconic. It took an amazing movie and it elevated it in a new way. And um, it's it's everything. It's mm-hmm. it's I mean, and the way that it's performed everywhere all the time now, like regionally, is just amazing. It had a super healthy West End run where it won lots of awards. And um, yeah, I fucking love Legally Blonde. Can I swear? Yeah. People on podcasts love being like, can I swear on here? <laughs> yeah. Um, People do love to say that. So my answer today is Legally Blonde mm-hmm. in, in terms of like full musical, everything about it, like, you know, um, what I'm most looking forward to this fall was to see Wicked, but in terms of a new production company. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. I, I literally saw it right before the pandemic and it is so good. Like, yes. I literally didn't even like company before. Like I tried to get into it and I couldn't. And just like this new production is so good. Oh, I love that. So Patty. Okay. My the I one actually, I'm I actually didn't want to like jump on you, but I did see it right before the pandemic too. But <laughs> I'm excited really? to see it again. Excited to see it again. See it again. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. I hope so. Um the show that I am most looking forward to seeing because I am a sucker for musical comedy is Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Awesome. I want to see that too. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Um, yeah, that does look really good. I love the movie list, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh yeah. It's classic. I definitely, I'm definitely more of a um, like I love like deep shows, but I also like I go to theater for like to enjoy it. So yeah. I am definitely excited to see Mrs. Doubtfire because I just want to have a good experience and I know that's how it's going to be. So oh, I yeah. definitely agree with you there. I'm excited for a strange loop also to see that. I think that's totally gonna like sweep this year. Yeah, well, it's, it's really rare that a musical that didn't play on Broadway wins the, the Pulitzer Prize. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Is it is it announced for this season? Do we know yet? Like what's going on? Or so it's not officially announced to move to Broadway yet, but it's announced as its pre-Broadway run. Oh like right, NBC. okay. Same with like the Britney Spears show, which I'm also just got my mom got tickets for for my birthday as like an early birthday present. But those are both in DC and are pre-Broadway runs. And they're said to be Broadway bound, but they haven't announced, I guess. Okay. Officially, when they're officially going. There's also going to be a production of Catch Me If You Can with at the aforementioned Corbin Blue in DC. Oh my God, can we go? Yeah, we have to go. I'm I'm coming with you both. Yes, we can all go. Yes. (laughs) Road trip. Yes, it's Dylan's favorite show. We have to go. I'll pick you guys up on the way. Road trip. I'm so excited. That's so so fun. Yeah. (laughs) We should. And we can stay with my cousins that live in DC. Yeah, I love it. Oh man, you guys are so freaking fun. Like, oh my god, no, you guys are super so fun. We fun. had this is this has been great. Yeah, like, this I is know. Great. Oh good, I'm so glad we delivered. I know it's late, so I don't want to keep you guys for too much longer. But yeah, this, this is awesome. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Mm. Um, and then make sure to our listeners follow the Drama Podcast on Instagram and all their socials. They are truly amazing. Yes. Listen to their episodes. We love them. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. It was this oh, was so this sweet. It was way too fun. Yeah. Respira, 
So how can I say that while I was away, I had so much to hide? Hey guys, it's me, the biggest disappointment you know. The kid couldn't hack it, she's back and she's walking real slow. Welcome home, just breathe. <laughs> The days when this city was mine. I remember the praise. I te adoro, te quiero. The neighborhood waved and said, Nina, be brave and you're gonna be fine. And maybe it's me, but it all seems like lifetimes ago. So what do I say to these faces that I used to know? Hey, I'm home. Nina, hey, no me preocupo por ella. They're not worried about me. Mira, aquí está nuestra estrella. They are all counting on me to succeed. Smile, wave goodbye, and pray to the sky. Oh, God! 